0: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hello, this is Caroline K from CarolineK.co, and you're listening to Snippets of Genius. If you're a client, show guest, weekly listener, or friend of mine, or welcome back. If you're new to the show it's great to have you here and I hope that this is exactly the inspiration you've been needing to become the person you most want to be. Each episode is your reminder that anything is possible. I speak with the world's most impressive leaders entrepreneurs and innovators to share their stories from the big lessons to the unbelievable moments taking their ideas global. Our conversations are your guide to burst your next opportunity wide open. I'm delighted to say we're here. It's Series 5 and have I got something special for you today. I am joined by the fabulous Jo McEwen, who has not only reached me on a level I never expected, she's going to talk to you about something which is pretty taboo in general. Or is it? That's what we're going to dig into today because she's coming from Positive Paws, which are helping organisations to smash the last workplace taboo, which is menopause. And it's a staggering stats: 66% of women are going through menopause and they say they have no support at all in the workplace. I think that's pretty shocking. But so many organisations are trying to gear up and do something a bit different and think about wellness in a different way. And I think there is nobody better placed to do this than Jo and her partner, of positive pause. Because, funnily enough, I don't know if I've mentioned all of this to you guys, but I've started joining in the 5am club and I, I've been getting up super early. And I think, well, I'll just tune into BBC News and see what's going on. And up <laughs> pops the lovely Joe to hit me right in the face with Dino. <laughs> Joe, welcome to the show. I'm so delighted to have you here.
1: Thank you so much. Just a quickie, but I think I know what the 5am club is. Tell me the what are the benefits of it before we jump into this. I'm thinking maybe that I should be joining you, but it's getting up at five a.m. I'm guessing and getting it's, all it, of your work done before, oh, well, a lot of it done before what time? Before the
0: real work day starts, as they like say. Okay. So yeah. the nine a.m. the okay. the normal hour of your nine to five, as they say. I don't I don't believe anyone really has a nine to five job anymore, but I do think there's this idea that nine o'clock hits. And that's when it's socially acceptable to be pinging off emails and and picking up the phone and sending the messages on Slack and WhatsApp. And it's when your day is hijacked from you doing the things that you really want to do. Mm. And I've joined the 5am club personally because for at least 18 months, I've been saying, I wish I'd done that. Oh, I really should start that. I've been living in Italy now for coming up five years. And the fact that I can't speak Italian, it it, well, it pisses me off. And it surprises all my friends. They're like, what, what do you mean you can't speak Italian? I'm like, well, I know, I know, I really should learn. So now I get up at five in the morning, I have my breakfast quite leisurely, I have to say, I'm a bit of a slow starter. And then I do some meditation. And then I do two hours of Italian. Every day I'm progressing and I'm nearly at conversational that's amazing.
1: level. I thought you were going that's and how long's that taken?
0: I've been doing it since let's say I tried to start doing it in August because I thought do it in the summer months while it's light outside, it'll be easier and it's warm and all <laughs> yeah. these good things. Funnily enough, my body did not want to get up at 5 a.m. <laughs> I just kept just rolling over, smacking off the alarm, good night, no chance. And had a bit too much of a social life. I could tell you if I could go on, but it's hard to get into the routine. So I just had to keep going with, why am I doing this? Why do I want to get up in the five in the morning? And to make the want to get up and do something that I really wanted to do bigger than the, I just want to roll over and go back to sleep. So I had to just keep working on it. And then actually the biggest secret, I'm hijacking my own show. The <laughs> biggest secret is actually the night routine. Ooh. Because if you go to bed late, it's near on impossible to get, I go to bed at midnight. There's no way I'm getting up at five mm. in the morning. I cannot function on five hours sleep. So there's just no point. So now I'm winding down 9.30 at night. And by 10.30, I am tucked up in bed and I'm going to sleep.
1: Get you. Can I just say that there was a morning that you didn't do your Italian class? Because that's when you stumbled across me. Because you that, were not that was, watching. That was your definitely
0: leisurely breakfast time. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, was, I thought I, I thought I'd, I tripped you up. Then I'm going aha. Jacques. But you were up
0: with a crack of dawn as well, weren't you, Jay, that day?
1: Kind of. Well, was I really? I, I managed to be up at, um, accident. No, not accidentally. I Shall I just go into my story there? Yeah, so positive me. pause. I am co-founder of a business. Uh, uh, we talk about menopause, as you so beautifully said in your introduction. And I was asked by, I was put forward for a slot on BBC World News, I think, wasn't it? Because you, <laughs> you were watching it. Yeah. And they said to me, be ready, be up and be be in front of your computer by 5.20. And I thought, okay, I can probably do that because I've got a dog, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of, you know, often sort of, I wake up at that time and then I get drift back to sleep. Anyway, went to bed, uh, laptop set up, all good to go. Um, Set my alarm, 4.45. Next thing I know, the phone's ringing and i didn't for a second think oh my god somebody's died or there's been an accident i knew straight away that i had completely cocked up looked at my phone it was 5:37 and this lovely guy was going Hi, Joe, Joe. Uh, we can't get you in front on Skype. And I'm going, no, that's because I've literally just woken up. <laughs> so of course I'd got the I'd got the power top ready, I'd got everything ready, I'd got the makeup bag, I was all good to go the night before. As it was, I ended up grabbing the jumper off the floor, running down the stairs, the house alarms going off, the dogs barking. I really haven't got a bra on. Went back upstairs, grabbed a brush, <laughs> putting my bra on get downstairs my son's tidied my laptop away and this guy's going joe (laughs) joe find my laptop and then I kind of go on and I'm sitting there and that expression about a rabbit in the headlights my heart was pounding because it just was such a stupid thing to do and I actually have no idea what I said you know it was really one of those and I had one I guess one of those 5am things after it was over I sort of sat there. I did a couple of screenshots, obviously, for social media to say, yeah, this is what done. happens when you, you cock up with your alarm. And then I just sort of sat there. I did a little bit of work, but and it was World Menopause Day, and we had the busiest day. So it, it kind of, it certainly woke me up with a jolt. And then you reached out shortly afterwards. And the reason I'd overslept can I tell you, yeah. was that my little stubby finger had swiped onto PM. So at 4.45 PM, <laughs> when I was doing a training session, my alarm was going off and I chuckled because it was basically saying, time to get up. And um, the rest oh, is history. So yes, brilliant. so that, that's how we met. Um, and yeah, you kindly reached out and
0: uh, yeah, well, I felt I had to. Not only was it World Menopause Day, but um, from my own personal journey, of, I, and I told you this, and I can't believe I'm telling people this um, into my audience and just letting the world know, but I went off, you know, my my annual checkup, less than annual, maybe like a five-year checkup, and I got asked the question, so when did your mum have her menopause? And I just looked at the doctor, the gynecologist, completely blankly. I've, I have no idea. Um, I don't know, maybe when she was late 50s and she was like it's not possible not possible I was like okay well I don't actually know <laughs> so, but it was the fact that I had actually no idea absolutely yeah. none of my family history when and then I spoke to my sister and she said oh yeah I was pre-menopausal and I'm like well what the hell is that and she was like oh well, yeah I was about your age yeah I was about 38 and I was like what <laughs> well what's that what are the symptoms and the lack of knowledge just in my own self and in my family, mm. never mind the workplace, mm-hmm. is pretty staggering. And World Metaphors Day not only shone a light on it, but I think you just beautifully put it. Even though you can't remember what you said, you beautifully put it in your interview about actually how this is something we need to wake up to, because there are leaders that are fantastic brilliant pioneering women that are creating fantastic change out there in the world and they are going through this and actually we need to be a bit more empathetic we need to actually make some reasonable adjustments to help people in these organizations
1: well kind of there's a little bit of um a little bit of um what's the word not synergy but it's slightly coincidental because I stumbled across it by accident just as suppose as you did because Many years ago, and I like—I liked I think it was probably about 15 years ago, and I was up a ladder decorating, and the great Jenny Murray was talking about menopause. And I thought, you know, it was like, where were you when you first heard about Kennedy being shot? Where were you when you first heard about menopause? Well, I was up a ladder, and I thought, oh, gosh, yeah, oh, oh that'll happen to me. And I remember thinking, I don't really know anything about that. And this is where I'm, I'm sort of a little bit sad about, you know, not having seized the moment then. Although I think it was the the wrong time, I sort of a, a day or so it was in my head because obviously when you're painting and it was painting walls, not anything creative, you've got nothing else to think about. And I was thinking, well, when I get there, wherever there is, it'll all be sorted because the generation behind me had sorted out ch- um, pregnancy and, and ergodynamic push chairs, etc. I didn't need to worry because. You know, we were modern women and it would all be. And I didn't know what that would look like. But I did remember thinking, I've never actually seen any sorts of products around menopause. And it's not that I believed that you needed to have products. I think I just thought it's kind of completely invisible. And I did. I I thought it just wasn't that bad. I just
0: thought, well, you know, it's just it's just something's on and then it's off and that's it
1: no I didn't even give it that much thought I just thought well it doesn't th- I kind of had those like Elon comedies in mind or those sort of you know black and white films where Mrs Jones at number 66 you know would have the curtains closed and she'd be a bit grumpy and I remember thinking that was probably because I was listening to what Jenny Murray was saying about menopause I thought that's what what, these women were probably menopausal and I remember thinking I gave it a lot of thought 15 years ago and then I didn't think about it again not a (laughs) jot until I went to my doctors and I went I went um, I used to work in um in a school and it was very unsexy I had impetigo I used to say I I, I don't don't know what impetigo it's a skin thing it's a very unpleasant thing and you have to have antibiotics for it so I went to the GP and um She said, oh, I don't see you very often. And I thought, oh, she really wants, you know, she wants something here. She's she's asking me. And I went, I don't kind of feel myself. I feel a bit, like, tired and a bit, I could see her kind of nodding. And I'm thinking, oh, she's liking this. And I said, my hair's a bit thin. And I could see she was quite unimpressed by that because I don't think hair was a big thing for her. And then she lowered (laughs) her glasses and she looked at the computer. She looked at me at the computer and she said, and she's German and, and I won't do the accent. But she said, well, you're perimenopausal. And I went am i and i thought well i know what peri means and i know what menopausal means so i went straight i, I went off to work and i was a bit like that oh, i got get me i'm perimenopausal
0: what are three things about menopause oh, just that, three i know you've got in. like a million i know i'm
1: like that could so you just I, do three that. all right three uh-huh. things um gosh golly miss molly okay do you want them to be really positive rather than really scary
0: or do three scary and three positive. Do oh, blimey
1: Charlie. Okay. <laughs> um, well, we, the body's got estrogen receptors all over it, and that is why we have some of those odd symptoms. So, um, there are such interesting things. There's formication, which is an itchy feeling under your skin, and some women report it's that feeling of having insects crawling under your skin. I had it. It's very, very strange. You're like scratching thinking, what's going on there? But I didn't join the dots because I didn't know what was happening. Your skin, you've kind of the nerve endings are kind of not detecting any estrogen, so they just kind of start to. To kind to of... tingle. To tingle. Gosh, um, well,
0: that's scary And you get tingling
1: toes. Yeah, tingling toes. I'm giving you all the easy ones here. You, get tingling, you can get tingling toes and tingling fingertips. Um, you've got... Uh, Look
0: out for the tingles, ladies. Look oh out for gosh. the
1: tingles.
0: What's in the second scary
1: Seconds? one? Well, I'm not going to say they're not scary, but I think what's interesting is was a discovery for us that digestive issues were one of our most searched symptoms. And then we did a webinar with a gut specialist and it's a brain and gut connection and the brain's not detecting estrogen. The estrogen receptors in your gut aren't there. So I don't know what what am I allowed to say? Can I say fart? Yes, yeah. Yes. So On women... <laughs> yeah,
0: well, my show, you could definitely say oh, okay. fart. I've been
1: really good thinking... <laughs> So women can experience increased farting, need to go to the loo, um, loose stools, constipation, you name it. It goes on and that who who would have made that connection with menopause and I'm trying I'm trying to give you the sort of the more interesting ones really because I think people know about the anxiety and the hot flashes well a positive thing about menopause is you're free from the shackles of getting pregnant or, or, or periods and actually our hormones make us nurturers and that's why women kind of going to get to their sort of late 40s early 50s and look around and go you lot you know sort yourself out do your own washing do your own because you're not feeling that need and it's not all about you know putting food on the table for the family but you know there is that sort of um that thing that women think they've kind of got to be that the carers and so I I actually love that oh my gosh this it's...
0: explains a lot literally my relationships with women in my life is now just gonna explain you
1: know, like I, I don't give her you know what <laughs> yeah um, and I think the fact, you know, it, it, it's a mixed one that because some women, because it, it's an ending and if you haven't been able to have children, it, it can, and you've wanted them, it can be a very poignant moment. But conversely, you don't have to, if you, you know, didn't want to have children, you don't need to have, you know, um,
0: don't, worry about don't it. need to
1: worry about it and you can, you know, wow. and for some women, libido can get rampant and for other women, it, it takes a little two-week <laughs> down the Costa Brava, um, <laughs>
0: Brilliant. So, we're going to have rampant women that don't
1: care anymore. Yes. Exactly. And we all know. So, we've we've... become
0: a man, basically.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And then I started banging onto my friends, and I said, I'm going to start a website and it's going to be really appealing. And it's going to be back to this idea I'd had 15 years ago. And I didn't really know what it was going to do. And a couple of my friends were really sort of scoffing, going, Oh, well, I wouldn't be interested in that. And that's interesting because that's kind of one of these. Women aren't particularly supportive all of the time about everything, you know, as, as we all know. So the couple of people who said they didn't think it was a good idea, I thought it must be a genius idea if they think it's a bad idea. Love and it. then my um, <laughs> my business partner, which was my business partner at the time unbeknownst to me we'd gone on a, a sort of girls night out and I was saying I'm perimenopausal and it she'd had a very difficult psychological she had very anxious she was an interior designer she she basically stopped working because she said she was making mistakes she lost her confidence oh. she said you know it's the earth is an adage I think it's what is it cut measure measure three times you know cut once or something but she said you know she was measuring like eight times and still getting making mistakes because she just her focus was all over the place she felt terrible oh, so man. she kind of reached out to me and said do you know what why don't we do it and i was that bit like oh, oh okay <laughs> 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 so she called my bluff and we started i we started looking into it and we were probably a bit slow to get off the ground really because we had other projects going on we started around 2015 and we went down lots of rabbit holes and we started with a company called hot flush dot info and fortunately despite having extremely good legal advice to register the name um the not so genius idea was not to register it and by the time we came to register it somebody had snapped it up in the states and we said you know what let's just rebrand and it was probably one of the best things we did because hot flush doesn't really work in the corporate world whereas positive Mm -hmm. pause it's all about it's that play on words you know pause for menopause positive And then take a pause as it's kind of wrapped up. So everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? And and that was kind of how we came into being. And that was a positive pause. I think it started in 2017. And here we are in 2022. And you cannot, you are nobody if you're not perimenopausal. Um, or talking about (laughs) menopause in the media is very very of the moment shall we say
0: yeah and it is really of the moment and you seem to be rapidly growing and reaching out to many people even including myself but how is it in terms of connecting with those companies that you said it's going into the workplace and having these conversations how's that being received and where are you at the moment
1: oh uh, honestly we started off it really was as it's small acorns um we were really, really, I think we had massive imposter syndrome initially. So we started off doing, so we had the website and we spent, honestly, we probably spent about 18 months just writing. My partner's very creative. So she loved sort of the visual side of things and she was writing as well. We were just doing everything. And then we started, we thought, well, what we're going to do with this now? We didn't want like an advertising site where, you know, dodgy dot. Try this amazing bra that'll chill up your boobs in you know <laughs> menopause link here, we'll have twenty percent thank you. We just thought because that's really cheesy, we didn't want advertorial, so we thought well, what should we gonna do with this? So we decided to start doing events for the public and my goodness we learn a lot
0: tell us how you got started with these events
1: so we started to do events for the public and we we learned so much but they they were completely incredibly difficult but we were really lucky we connected with some um specialists at gynecologists women's health physiotherapists and we were just we were just in the right place at the right time. And we created events that were, we didn't want drafty church halls and we wanted nice food. So we fed people well, we gave them nice things to drink in a beautiful building. And um, they practically killed us. They were very, you know, the public, they were, they loved it. The feedback was amazing, but nobody wanted to pay. I think it was a bit like, oh, I don't really want to talk about it. I don't want to go public with yeah, it.
0: I was about to ask you, were these profitable events or were you writing them off as marketing?
1: A bit of, we didn't initially, we did in the end, but actually, all well, things happened for a reason because through those events, we were then inundated with people who wanted to be part- speakers and uh, who wanted to be part of these events. Oh. And we did, um, we, we branched out. So we used to do half days and then we branched out into what we, we did, we called them feel good fairs. And we did two that practically finished us off you know there were lots of tears around the first one particularly we did it in a beautiful theater in Richmond uh, great food great speakers sponsors oh comedian and we had it was the best day and every, all of the speakers involved in it said this is incredible as they spoke to an almost empty auditorium it wasn't quite empty but do you know what I mean it could have been packed and you know we even had a stand-up comic um Harriet Beveridge who's amazing on on menopause. And at the end of it, someone who's now one of our business partners said, these are so good that you should take them into, they should become professional training courses. So that's how we started. We then got our first commission was from a professional health network to organize their study day based on our feel-good module. And we had that scheduled for March 2020. Now, I don't know if you remember what happened. There was a bit of a (laughs) thing. (laughs) <laughs> bit of a thing so we said oh oh gosh okay right and and my daughter i mean this is okay to say at the time was working in the department of health quite she's a civil servant so i kind of knew roughly what was going on but not in a you no know, it didn't break any any confidences but i knew this wasn't going to happen and i'm thinking mm. well, we can't do it we can't do it you know what what on earth are we going to do so eventually kind of obviously we locked down and we just sort of brooded really for a Couple of months or so, and I thought, "What are we going to do?" You know, so we decided to do webinars. So we didn't really know what we we're doing. Hearts in mouths, you know. I've never done a webinar before. Didn't know what it meant. You know, it was a bit like press play. Oh, the internet's, you know, it's all of that. Like, sorry, can you hear me? And then you kind of watch it back and you go, "Oh, must remember not to say that. Must remember not to have the dog in the room. Must remember not to let somebody ring the doorbell." And then from there, we were able to sort of, we, we, again, we had a series, we had two or three series, in fact, and we were able to, we started off, to, like most people in lockdown, it was all free. And then it was a small fee to cover our costs. And we then, we were approached by a company to say, would we like to come and talk to them? And we went, oh, gosh. I'm really not sure whether we can or not. And we just went, do you know what? Yes, we can. We curate these events and we bring this information together. And again, you know, the first couple weren't great. They were fine. You know, in hindsight, you know, you'd look back and go, oh, I wouldn't like to listen to that again. But they were all right. And then we just made a real effort, you know, for each each organization sort of gone on to recommend recommend us to other organizations. We do really small organizations to big multinationals. We were in Arsenal football club on world menopause day, which was great, great because you sort of think in terms of working with male and I know we shouldn't stereotype, but if they can recognize something, so, you know, we've now got Arsenal in our, in our media pack. We've got loads of great logos. So these are the companies that we've worked with. And Brilliant. I think, I think the will is some of them will probably be doing it as a tick box exercise. But the drive is coming from the women themselves. And, and we are talking, you know, we're working in ma- in um, factories, we're working in manual settings, we're working in, in corporate finance settings. We're not, you know, we're getting inquiries from all over and it'll be women's networks or it'll be unions or it'll be somebody. Um, we're just doing some training now with um, a big car company. And it was basically two women who were going through it who were in HR and we had a chat like this. And at the end of it, you know, I won't say the company name, they have got 10,000 employees and they're in about, you know, five countries. And we were doing all of their menopause training. And I Amazing. sat and chatted to them like I was having this sort of chat with you. And the, and the women are just going, we need this information. And what is great is we're also getting quite a lot of men saying, you know, really, really want you to come in because I know what my wife's gone through or my partner, and I if that's happening to my partner it'll be happening to others. it happens to you know yes. everyone isn't always impacted but every woman will have a menopause and it will be <laughs> of different severities so if that menopausal woman has a partner and they're having a challenging time yeah then the, you know we all know what happens with relationships you know if you sort of if you, that You have that sort of change in psychological makeup or you just think, you know what, everybody's getting on my last nerve, including you. And this partner's going, whoa, (laughs) you know, she's practically become Edward Scissorhands overnight. So everybody just needs a little bit more and a little bit of an understanding about it. It's not going to go away. We can't make it go away. We can't say, and and what we hate is we hate this kind of, oh, it's it's really terrible. It's really doom and gloom because it isn't. You know, one in four women will have a very challenging time Two in four women will have, they'll have symptoms of varying degrees. One in four women, they're the sailors and they don't have any symptoms. They go, I'm fine. Oh, and they, they're a bit like my friends who go, oh, that's a ridiculous idea. They didn't have any symptoms, but internally, right. hearts, bones, minds, everything is affected because it's an invi- you know, it can be an invisible thing. Because once your oestrogen stops flowing, y- you've, you've lost your protective factor. So you can't see. That's why women, you know, I think there's a statistic, something about you break something three times and then it's like, oh, it's osteoporosis. But, you know, you can front load, you can you can strengthen. It's not that you can prevent osteoporosis, but you can do your damnedest. So for me, it's such a preventative health message. And I cannot believe that women that none of us knew about it that was a long answer to a very simple question wasn't it <laughs> but it was
0: brilliant I mean it gives it it's a great I love the analogy of like small acorns and then it's sort of growing and how that story just grew and grew from starting out with your event starting out thinking well just do something small a few speakers then suddenly getting in big speakers and a comedian and then going next level and and it just kept growing and I think that's so interesting how you've kept thinking bigger and I don't know whether that's it, it, opportunities come to you or you've cultivated it I think it's a bit of both and I think it'd be really interesting to just talk about how you've because you've talked about how a couple of those webinars you're like oh they weren't so good or they were all right but they weren't and I can see you always being that perfectionist tendency of wanting to critique yourself and wanting it to be better so where do you get your inspiration to sort of take it up to the next level and keep improving?
1: I, I think it is with each with each new booking or each new inquiry I just think It's validation. And you go, actually, we're really not bad at this. And we're really, you know, we've got some really good information. And so it is that we're thinking, well, if people want us to talk, and people want to hear our message, and the inquiries are continuing, then how can we improve because we are we want to keep going back to organizations we want to have relationships with them physios are my passion i love them i didn't know about them until i started positive pause you know all of this like laughing when you leak ha 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 and there's a dreadful adverts saying you know i'm having great sex now because i'm wearing a pad and you go Just go and see a women's... Yeah, a really smelly (laughs) pad. Yuck. Um, I don't know if you've seen those adverts. And It's not our strapline, but um, some um, campaigning groups. They don't pad the problem. Literally, do not wear a pad. Go and see a a women's health physio. And in 85% of cases, any leaking, whether it's menopausal or not, can be resolved in two to three weeks or two to three visits to a women's health physio. But with, and that's those appointments are about eighty five pounds. It Depends where you are in the country; they'll be cheaper or more expensive in other parts. But you know, we're talking two hundred pounds, and I know everybody's not got it. But if you're buying pads every month or every you know every week, because if you it'll looking, soon add up. It'll, it'll soon, soon add up, and it's this. Sorry, I've really got off the um got off the radar there. So anyway, we we realized that we had all of these this, this these products, and we kind of went. Kind of, It really was that light bulb moment saying we have got all of this expert information that we're just keeping kind of hidden away behind a paywall. And we're going to these organisations, take it, give this information to your staff. So it's not just we go in and we kind of open the conversation and we go, right, some people will want to take a look at the more holistic route. Some people will want to be very, they're very keen on the HRT route. It's horses for courses. And that's kind of what we're very much about. We're not prescriptive. We're not, we're not saying this is what organisations need. To do. Well, we do say with organisations, this is what you need to be doing. But with, with people going through it, we say, Here are, here's your menu, basically.
0: So tell me, if you had to think about some of the old practices that are happening in the workplace right now, what is it that you think that business leaders need to shift to, to get success from their female leaders who are suffering from menopause today
1: I think that the they 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 are starting and there's still a lot more work to be done on that in recognizing that for some women for some periods of time will need some level of support not everybody will need it not everybody will want it they may need it but don't want to ask for it but it needs to be there and they need to so that staff know women know that they will be nurtured they will be supported and that they can their their skills and their knowledge is value and expertise at whatever level they are you know because I think there's a lot of focus on board members etc but you know this this is women across society at, at, at all different levels and I think every woman should should be able to have that support should she need it. So I, I think, and I do think the, the tide is turning for sure.
0: And I'm going to take you into some quick fire round questions now, Joe. if that's okay.
1: Yeah.
0: How do you define success?
1: It really is that sort of busting open the conversation. I got on Woman's Hour twice. So not only, I squared the circle because remember <laughs> how we started off. So there I am sitting in front of the great Jenny Murray who started this off for me with you know when I was up that ladder and I was asked in to I can't remember what the subject of the of the um of the program was it was menopause but it had a theme and I was with Meg Matthews do you know who do you know who Meg Matthews is she's used to be married to one of the um Oasis, God, it went there. Oh right, so yeah, Thank you know, absolutely. And she she had she, had a, um, she has a, a menopause company called Meg's Menopause and a, 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 a psychologist. And it was all going swimmingly. And I was thinking, great, I've got, you know, I'm done, I've sorted. I could see the little recording light, and I'm thinking, not not long to go now. I haven't said anything bad, mad, or whatever. And then Meg <laughs> Matthews, who's got this really throaty, sounds like Pat Butcher from EastEnders. Jenny, it's a round table. and Jenny Murray sort of asked a question, and she said. So she said, um, has anybody got, uh, you know, something a bit like, you know, you've asked me about top tits. And, 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 um, uh, I thought Matthew you said goes,
0: top, top tits then. I thought no,
1: trying we're, trying to... To... <laughs> we're getting this. If only it had been top tits. And, uh, and um, Meg Matthews goes, masturbation. And I'm looking. <laughs> and she goes, we need to masturbate more in menopause. And I'm thinking it's a round table. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's coming towards me, and Jenny Murray roars with laughter. And then she sort of said, "It's use it or you lose it, and and you know, it'll keep your it'll keep your vagina plump, etc." And I thought, I literally have no idea what I'm going to say here. And then she went, "I'm Jo McHugh," and she's looking straight at me from Positive Pause. What would you like to add? And I just said, "Well." If you're putting cream on your face, you probably want to be putting cream on your vagina. And, my, <laughs> and then, and then my, then the, the psych, So we all ended up talking about this, um, about masturbation. And my poor brother is, um, my sister and, had made him listen to it. And she's going, He's going, oh, my God, turn it off now, <laughs> turn it off now, because <laughs> his baby sister's discussing masturbation. And then they called me back for something on sex. So I kind of became, for about three months, this sexpert that... um
0: during What's that your
1: called during menopause fantastic. or just yeah, in general I got, <laughs> menopause i got called for two and i thought god fuck me i've become a sex expert in menopause which i would not i wouldn't have seen that one coming
0: oh that is hilarious and I, I love the way that ties into your point about how women become more rampant and then you're giving them more advice on <laughs>
1: and yeah but genuinely <laughs> i could see i the thing was i knew it was coming and i just thought oh, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? But um, yeah, so that oh was my um, yeah.
0: that was brilliant. I'm so glad you shared that. I think actually we want to talk about advice. What one piece of advice would you give your younger self?
1: To trust myself a little bit more. You know, stop looking over your shoulder and stop thinking. I'm not good enough. And I and I think, I wish I'd done that sooner, to be honest. I love that
0: one. Just thinking about the top resource that's helped you grow the business and keep pushing out those ideas and finding your genius way forward. What resource have you found really beneficial to help you?
1: I think for us, it's been investing, it's been investing in somebody to help us with our SEO to to actually get our message out there. We were told it would take three to six months and it really did take that you know it was a bit like gosh we're doing a lot of inquiries and then we realized that because we'd not really we hadn't the person who'd done that for us moved moved away actually moved overseas and so there was no kind of reminder so everything was going tickety-boo and then these inquiries just got started flooding through and we went it has been about five months since he he tweaked it and so we're now with our new website we're really focusing on seo and the the old me would have gone oh i I don't know what seo is oh oh i haven't got time i'm so busy doing all of these other things and now you go right let's just sort of you know Let's focus on on what, what's going to sort of drive the business and that's managers, brilliant. That's yeah. great
0: advice. It's so funny. And an SEO is not a short term strategy. If you want to have no. SEO work for you in a couple of days, invest in Google Ads. If you're yes. going to invest in SEO, you've got to expect it. it's a medium to long term strategy. So yes. I actually think six months is pretty fast. I yes. think you've got some good work yeah. done there.
1: Well, I mean, it wasn't you know, but in terms of of, um, of, of where we where we went from to and since then we've gone on. I mean that must that would have been that was about, 50, 12, 15 months ago. But it really was at that kind of moment of, gosh, you know, ping, ping. We just kept finding these, you know, emails in our inbox going. They were finding us through our website, and it was That's just fantastic. like a. I think that would be like you know a definition of success for us when those emails started pinging in.
0: Brilliant. And if we had to say. If you're having a tough day and you're feeling a bit lonely or down in the jumps or whatever the challenge might be throwing at you, is there a music track that you can put on that will lift up your spirits and make you feel you can take
1: on the day? And this, honestly, this isn't self-serving for our events. Um, we, cause we, with positive pause. We used to have a symptom for because every song would be we try and have a, a Spotify track that would link to a particular symptom. So it would be hot flushes, and then be a Spotify track, and we had some really funny ones. Anyway, we took those, we put them into a soundtrack, and we use those in our events. So on a really bleak day. I put the positive pause playlist from the live events on, Amazing. and one of the things that really makes me laugh, and I, is my partners and their husband have got quite a good sense of humor, and there's a Morkum and Wise song, and you're too young to know who Morkum and Wise are, and they sing <laughs> "Bring Me Sunshine," and it's absolutely the it's it just starts my day, and it's a really you know it's a very positive, and I all the songs mean something to me because Anne and I picked them out. to to match all of the symptoms and I'll kind of chuck I'm having a bit of a moment because I can't think of any of them now but they were all (laughs) some of them were a little bit cheeky but you know oh I I actually can't think of a single one but it's on (laughs) spot it is on spotify lurking somewhere at the positive pause I will be sure to
0: find a link and get that in the show notes I'll actually
1: try and find it and send it to you um... amazing
0: that's brilliant and where can everyone find you where do you prefer to contact you
1: we are on instagram we're at positive pause and at menopause movement and our websites are positivepause.co.uk and menopausemovement.co. no uk
0: and if you had one ask for the listeners what would it be
1: so my one ask would be that well I'll quote a song don't believe the hype by public enemy which I don't think is on our music list but maybe it should be that menopause is not all doom gloom and a bad thing yes it brings challenges for some women and it brings health challenges for all of us but it's a really good time to get on top and and sort of grasp that wellness and that well-being mental to be in the best possible health obviously people will have other health issues but that best possible health that a woman can be post-menopause and that actually can happen earlier than many women think but it there's it there's so much that can be done and it will really improve it'll help ha- it'll help us to age well and live longer and be able to bend you know if we exercise we're going to be able to bend down and pick up that remote control when we're 82 hopefully <laughs> might, might be doing yoga on our head but it really is it's like yeah it's a, it's a it's a time to you know make any changes you need to and um, go forward
0: so for our listeners what would be the go-to resource that you would guide people to
1: there are two. I think the British Menopause Society 3 has a patient arm called the Women's Health Concern, and that's great. It's really safe. It's evidence-backed. It doesn't It doesn't take take a view. So, for example, after the Davina McCall program, did you catch that no, earlier this year? Davina McCall did a program, did. program back in May. It's the second one she did, and it got a huge amount of traction. And the British Menopause Society, it, it, it was very much hrt based but the british menopause society did a response to that so and and they they give you the balanced evidence-backed information you need and then there's a patient arm of that called the women's health concern and it's great you can literally find anything that you need to know and i really like the north american menopause society that's kind of a bit chattier it's i like the tone a little bit more but they're both great
0: Now, there's really only one thing I want you to do with this episode, and I want you to do it with this episode more than any other I've ever recorded, because I think this episode is the most important episode I've recorded, because every woman you know will go through menopause, and there are people that you know, the women you love, trust me, many women you love right now who are struggling with their health, and they won't have told you. There's a strong chance they haven't told anyone. And this episode might just be the catalyst for them to realise that they're not alone and that they have options to make this stage of life a positive one. So please pass this episode on to just one person. Spread it among your group, stick it in your WhatsApp, ask your colleagues to listen to it. And let's spread the learnings and the lessons from the things that Jo shared with us today. And can I just say a very special thanks to Jo for coming on and talking in the way that she did. Remember, there is no secret. You can go out there, you can chase your dreams with the knowledge you can do anything you set your mind to because anything is possible. Stay curious and enjoy every minute of the journey, and I'll see you very soon. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.